Yo, check us out. Chuck D, public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking God. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is Esha. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This is your boy, DJ Paul, KOL for 36 Young Busy Ball. Vice One. This is your man, Matt, mine, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Yeah, 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 Uncle B. So you cut out, man. You said you got put on a ventilator? Yeah, 
yeah, I got put on a ventilator. For uh, I went to the hospital because I was sick, and mm-hmm. I couldn't shake it for like a week. So then when I went to the hospital, they told me I had COVID, and they said they had to put me on a ventilator. And now and I'd be in a coma. So I told them, let's do it. Then I came out the I came out the coma early, and like seven days they took me off the ventilator because I I went to the hospital because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And it was uh, they told you right away that you had the COVID, or you you already knew you had COVID. No, I didn't know. Oh boy. And then um, I came out the coma. They told me I was gonna have to learn how to talk and walk again. And I'm just like, man, cool. I, that's what I'm saying to myself. Then, um, ironically, it was Easy E's birthday the next day. Happy birthday, Easy. And I'm like, whoa, I said that with my voice. So I started rapping Boys in the Hood. And I'm like, oh, man, my voice is back. And the nurse came. She was like, oh, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, it just came back on its own. Then, like, later that day, I started walking. They had me on a walker, but I was all messed up because I didn't know I couldn't walk. But um, they was like, oh, you're doing good. You'll probably be back on your feet by, like, Tuesday. This was Saturday. And, you know, and it all came out. And, you know, after that, I got out of the hospital. I stayed in the house, like, three months straight, just um, thinking about life and putting my together for my next moves. But yeah, COVID is real. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. Uh, I knew it was real when uh, Scarface said both of his kidneys got blown out. Um, yeah. In the beginning. Uh, but man, you yeah. you, uh, you were in a coma. You come out of a coma rapping Easy E Boys in the Hood. Wow. Yeah. Easy definitely gave me my voice back. I say easy did that. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, and, and you know what's crazy? You say that because I just interviewed One Drop Scott, a, a legendary producer from the Bay Area, yesterday, and he had uh, somebody attacked him with a baseball bat. He was uh, in a coma for like a month, and he told me while he was in a coma, he had a vision of of him in the studio with Tupac, and uh, that was shortly before he woke up. That's, that that trips oh, wow. me out, man. Re- real talk. That you said oh, that wow. about easy, very next day. So, man, these guys are looking over people, man. That's dope, man. They're trying to tell y'all something. You know, say motivate whatever the case is. But you come out of a coma and you're, you know, you're already good. It sounds. It sounds like um, you didn't have to, uh, like you said, relearn how to walk or everything. You just started taking off on your own, huh? Yeah, then then to speak on Easy, when I met Easy in Chicago back in the day, I thought I was like 14. I'm like, man, I want to be just like you. And he said, no, nah, be better than me. And, you know, I, I never forgot that, you know. Wow. Real humble. Real humble. And this was, uh, when was this, like 93, 94? Uh... When he had Compton City G's out, whenever he dropped Compton okay, City yeah, 90, G's. Okay, yeah, 93, yep. 
I remember uh, uh, I remember when that came out, man. Um, that was floating around Chicago uh, on the uh, straight up gangster shit mixtapes. You remember them? Straight up gangster. Yeah, I I actually had a record store like in um ninety seven, ninety six, on 69th and Western in Chicago. So I had all the Sox Park, all straight up gangster shit, all that stuff. Yeah. Murder Dog magazine. I had everything. Yeah. Oh man, that, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See, I was in uh, I was already in Southern Illinois at the time. Uh but um man, that's dope. Uh that was that uh, uh are you talking about the tip with uh, EC Illa? Or no? No. That was something different. I, 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 he I had used, his own um, store. Yeah, I used to go to their store cuz I was like doing distribution for like when Crucial Conflict started putting out their own stuff and the Jip Ballers, all the Chicago rappers, I was taking them to stores. But I was at Record Track. It was on 69th and Western. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, we had a nice little run. Then, you know, technology changed everything. Yeah, man. Uh, that, I, I really miss the record store because uh, as a kid, that's how I discovered so many uh, groups and, and artists, you know. Just looking at the covers and like, oh, this looks dope. Let me yeah, I, I was talking you know. to my dad about that yesterday. It's like that's how I mean him used to bond going to record stores, getting different records when I was a kid. You know, we'll look at like you said. I used to like I would go buy everything from Rapalot with no problem. Yeah. All I had to do was know what stuff from Rapalot. I buy it all. Everything. Like you said, it was all about yeah. the cover back then. Too much trouble, gangsta nip, all that terrorist. Too much terrorist. trouble, gangsta nip, big mellow, the terrorists, yeah, all of them. Uh, yeah, we came up around the same time, man, because uh, um, you know I I was uh, I was getting all those tapes. I was going all over to get them out, you know, Ford City Mall, or I go to the North Riverside Mall, wherever yeah. I could go. You North know what Riverside. I'm saying to find these things, man, and. Uh, so many dope artists over the years. Now, when you, now you're a dope producer, man. When did you get into uh, making beats? Uh, I actually came in the game making making beats because me and my homeboy Snap G, we started rapping and we was like rapping off of instrumentals, like MCH instrumentals, people like that. I had all the B sides from the records because my dad was a DJ. He had a tavern. So we used to buy 12 inches. So I had all the instrumentals. So then I got a sampler, sampling keyboard. And my mom bought me a Yamaha drum machine. And I just started making the beats to go with our raps. Yeah. And I had to and be about the, I had to be about 12 when I was doing that. Oh, this is the early 90s then. Like 89, 90. Yeah. Right when uh, uh, Chicago was, uh, you know, back then, um, <clears throat> you had a lot of house like Fast Eddie. Um, yeah, a lot of house artists like that, man. J- um, yeah, Fast Eddie, J.M. Silk, stuff like that. My brother was big on house music, so I listened to all the house records, M. Doc. You know, all, all that, uh, all that deep house before it got to like straight juke, juking music. 
Yeah. Yeah, eventually, um, you know, cats like J.D. Walker came along. Um, J.D. Walker? You know, with uh, Slipping Away, uh, classic song right there. Um, Trackster, ECLO, of course. Trackster. Um, OCU. You, you? OCU. OCU was our big, yeah, OCU, I remember them. Or psychodrama. Um, now you grew up in Inglewood. Um, did you did you know uh, uh, Rose at all in his family, Eric Rose? Uh no, I didn't because um, he was a younger. But yeah. I knew people that knew him. Like you know, I knew people that knew him. But like, um, ironically, one of the first the first group. To put out an album in Chicago, y'all can Google this, was called the MF Boys, and they was from my neighborhood. So I got to watch them come up. They were real street dudes, but they were making um, hip-hop music, though. But they were called the MF Boys, so I got to watch them. And that's when I really know I once I saw some dudes who was in the neighborhood getting busy put out an album. Then you had Black Black AG was from my neighborhood too. I saw Black AG, all them, and that's when I um. It was another group too called the Crush Mob, and that's them was the people I was hearing before anybody, before Twister, before any of that. These were people in Chicago that were dropping real uh, albums and had videos. Like OCU had a video too. It was on the box. Yeah, MF Boys was so back in the nineties. Um, literally back in the days, you know, like, so, I mean, that that's, was the next yeah, that's album back in history. the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's history, man. You know, Chicago has a lot of unsung, uh, uh, artists, you know, um, I went, uh, uh, I went there, uh, in 2013, you know, rest in peace to homie Treywood. We shot a video for him. Um, he was on the West side. You know, and he passed away a couple years later. But uh, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people that never got the attention. You know what I mean? They never got the shine, but they were there. As you know, having a record store, I'm sure you've seen a lot come through there. Yeah. I've seen a lot of consignments. Oh. That stuff is worth big money nowadays, man. Yeah, it is. It is. I still got a lot of albums right in my basement, though. You know, I just um, reminisce on them. My dad was already collecting records, so that's really how I, I was able to get into production because I could just take a sample, I could take a record, speed it up, loop it with a little eight seconds, and slow it down, put some drums to it. We got a beat. You know? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know, it, 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 you know, it's in the DNA, man. Your your dad loved music and passed it on to you, it sounds like. Yeah, then, like, my cousin Miles, he wrote a lot of songs on the Car Wash soundtrack, like Love Don't Live Here Anymore. And then Sam Cooke was my my cousin Pebble's uncle, so it's like my family knew the music business was wow. real, too. So it's just like they, they set me up for it. I, I can't lie. My mom and dad made sure I had everything I needed if that's what I wanted to get into. Then when I got grown, he later told me 
he didn't mind me having a studio in the basement because he knew where I was at. Yeah, 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 exactly. Not getting in trouble, man. That's uh, yeah, he a very, very positive thing. Hell yeah. You know, uh, music though in Chicago, man, is so um, versatile. You know, there's different styles, man. Like I said, we said there was the house. You got E.C. Illa. He was kind of, you know, he had that hip-hop style. And then he had the hard street stuff. Definitely. Um, it's like a melting pot. I think it's probably because all the music from everywhere else, really the number one market of selling is probably Chicago. Everything has to come through Chicago. Yeah, you Chicago know? Chicago always had a um, flavor of everything. You know, like you said, you had the hip-hoppers. Mm-hmm. And you had the gangsters, and you had the house music. I remember one time, this when W when WHBK was booming with uh, JP Chill on the South Side. I remember I called the radio station, and Common, who was Common Sense to him, was up there like guest yeah. DJing, and I and I requested a song by the Ghetto Boys. Man, he cursed me out. Man. <laughs> yeah, we ain't playing that kill black people music. I was like, man, this dude is a weirdo, man. He cursed me out. <laughs> then the next time I seen him was at the uh, was at the Easy Easy E concert at the amphitheater, and um, even then he was. I want to battle Easy. He was on stage, like I want to battle Easy. And I'm like, man, who tries to battle Easy? And that's when I realized I'm like, it's just different types of rap. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I I didn't. I couldn't see nobody trying to battle easy. Like, what you gonna battle? How you gonna battle easy? But you know, yeah. Chicago is always had the best. But like when yeah. Cool Rock Steady won at um, KRS One, he went in yeah. on him. Like I just never. I even heard a song that uh, I rem- I rem- I remember this record, the twist they had on Fretch. It's just like they all just got overlooked, you know, because Chicago got all type of lyricist, all type, whatever type of style of rapper you want, you can get it from Chicago. And to me, I'm just finally seeing these young dudes from my city set trends at different places. They're using their words. They're using um, dressing like them. You know, at one time, Chicago, you could go down south for something and just be from Chicago. Everybody want to be like you. But at one time, Chicago was kind of losing its identity. But you know it's back now. Yeah, yeah. Chicago. Um, I always tell people though, Chicago is, is a wonderful place because it, you can literally travel the whole globe without leaving the city limits. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many yeah. <laughs> kinds of people from everywhere. The kinds of food. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just uh, ridiculous. You know, so uh, it could be its own state, man. It literally could. I think uh, Western is the longest-running street in America, if I'm not mistaken, um, or one of them. But, uh, yeah, Chicago, man, has got a rich history in music. Now, you, um, you know, tell me about um, tell me about the uh, hard-hitting money gang and, and Crunchy Black. How did you uh, hook up with him? Man, the way I hooked up with Crunchy, I was down with Project Pat and Juicy and Paul first. 
Crunchy wasn't with him at the time. But I had hooked up with Crunchy, and he was out in Vegas, and I really didn't get to do nothing with him because I'm also – I also became a promoter besides a rapper and a producer. I became a promoter at one time. I was a bigger promoter than I was anything. Well, still kind of is that way. So um, I met Crunchy, and we didn't hook up then, but I probably, I want to say 2018, they had a big show at Joe's in Chicago with Project Pat, Gangsta Boo, Lil White, um, Lil Chad, almost Frasier Boy, the whole crew. Except for Paul and Juicy, yeah. and Crunchy was there. So I'm like, oh, man. So I got to talk to him. But we still didn't hook up then. And later, I seen a guy, CT, who was his manager. I bumped into him. He was like, hey, man. we, we I seen him at the Big Jam at the United Center. He was like, hey, man, I got Crunchy Black. We need to hook up. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I want to um do something with Crunchy. So when we finally met up, I thought me and him was just gonna be. He brought Crunchy, and um, I was just talking to him, and I'm like, "Hey, if you're ready to work like a new artist, we can make some stuff happen." And he was ready. He was like, "Man, yeah. I've been watching you for checking everything you had going on. Let's do it." And he was ready, and we just took off and started doing shows. Did a tour with him on Project Pat. Just started doing all type of interviews and. Got to working on his album, hooked him up with my producers, um, Cal the Chemist and Psycho Capone. And now we got all type of deals on the table right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Yo, shout out to Crunchy. He He's a real survivor, a warrior, man. That guy, um, he survived a lot. You know, um, many yeah. eyes in the industry and then almost getting killed, tragically losing his daughter. Rest in peace to his daughter. Um, just a real warrior, man. Um, but that's yeah, dope that you guys were able to, to collab and, and do different things, you know what I'm saying? Um, before this COVID, were you guys getting ready to do, like, tours? Well, actually, they had the Three Six Mafia tour lined up. You know, even on... Yeah. Um, we, we had deposits and everything. Then COVID hit, we were set to go... The, the we were gonna start in Cleveland, and COVID they set this they started setting states down the day before we was here now. Mm. But it was the it was the start of the because uh, they did like two shows together, one in Atlanta, one in Mississippi, well right next to Memphis, and the, the, the tour was put together, and they shut it down. Oh. man. Hopefully you guys can uh, get back to that soon and this COVID crap is done with because I know it really fucks with the, the music industry bad because um, oh, a lot yeah. of artists depend Definitely. on you being a promoter. No, you know, these artists depend on their shows. Um, so hopefully, you know, they do something. What about like virtual stuff? You guys ever thought about doing anything like that or verses or anything like that? Uh, we haven't did any... Um Virtual, but we actually um we got a show February sixth in Galesburg. We're doing a show oh, in Galesburg. Crunchy is 
February 6th. So it's, yeah. it's like in the South, they never stopped. But you know. Yeah, they don't give a fuck down and, there, man. And they don't wear masks. How do you feel about your life? A lot of places. <laughs> right, they don't. Man, they don't wear Ugh. masks. It's just like, so, you know, it's kind of. <laughs> It's a I, I just don't know what to say because you got to live your life, though, too, at the same time, you know? So it's yeah. like, but so many people think it's so many people think it's phony, but we know it's real, definitely, for me catching. So it's just like, yeah, man. Why not? We've just been in the studio, you know? Almost lost everything in from it, studio. you know? Yeah, because I, you, I you definitely very fortunate think to come about out of that, that every day. Yeah. I done had all type of stuff happen to me. And that's definitely the worst predicament I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, because it's so, completely yeah, out of no. your hands. Um, nothing you can do yeah. except just uh, you can know, do. hang in there and hope for the best. <clears throat> but, yeah, man, like 400,000 people are gone. That's it's really fucked up. You know. Yeah, and, and no amount of money. It don't matter how much money you get, how old you are, how young you are. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're taking a lot of uh, legends out of the game this year, too. A lot of uh, people. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, and you know what's scary, too, the vaccination part, because uh, now Hank Aaron, he was an old guy, but he he got the vaccination. I remember him posting about it. And then um, a few days after he got the second shot, he was dead. You know, but... I, I don't know, man. It's it's a really fucked situation, and you know who it's really fucked for the most? Our kids, man. Because it's like, look what they got to inherit. You know? Look what they got to oh, inherit. I, I was just telling somebody that. It's just like, because I look at people like, and the kids, they want to be back in school, which I understand that, because that's where yeah. I structured most of my life going to school. But it's just, you know, they really might have to get used to not being in classrooms no more. They might have to hear, hear their parents saying, back in my day, we was inside of a building doing school. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because I don't know what they think that's going to keep people safe. It's like, y'all want y'all rather play basketball? Because these kids could take it home and give it to somebody else and straight kill them. Yeah, yeah, somebody with any kind of underlying condition. And, and plus, I've known of uh, people who had no health problems at all get killed from it. You know, it's it, and, it, and, I, it and, I wanna, and I was one of them. I was one of them. Yeah. I haven't been, never been sick in my life. That was my first time in the hospital. I was a vegetarian. And it was like, this comes. Man. I, I, don't smoke, it, uh, don't drink. Does it do, uh, uh, like, some people, they have, like, what they call uh, uh, long haulers where they, they get affected in different ways. Is, is it, like, mess with your sense of smell or anything or fuck with you afterwards? Now, I didn't get none of that. I didn't get none of that. Yeah. I just uh, I just had, like, a flu, and I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. But I was still eating Just lingering around. Because I actually was in Peoria when I caught it. Our studio is in Peoria, Illinois. And I was like, uh, I'm going to go to Chicago 
and go to the doctor. But I think it. I, I said, man, I'm going to go to the hospital down here. And they let me know what was going on. Oh, man. That's what I'm talking about, though, man. I'm glad you're here. Um, let's go to a song, brother. Uh, this one here is called Big Homie's Homie, man. Why don't you uh, tell us about this one? Um, This song is called Your Big Homie's Big Homie, produced by the legendary Psycho Capone. I really dropped that when I got back into rapping because Psycho... Psycho and Project Pat is the ones that talked me into getting back behind the mic. And Big Homie's Big Homie was the first song I did. Well, and this is on a, is it on a project or is it a single? Like, can they download yeah, it? Yeah, that's on, that's on the Life, that's on the Life of Lena album. And that's available everywhere. And on my website, guapgetters.com. Definitely, definitely. We're here with Uncle Beach. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. I'm your big homie, big homie, making moves in a foreign car. On your block, you're a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Yo, big homie, big homie, with a young thought in a foreign car. On your block, you're a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Bitch, bitch, I'm a superstar. Bitch, bitch, I'm a superstar. 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 I'm a superstar, I'm a superstar, I'm a superstar. Bingo playing for your favorite rappers. Do you really think these dudes are trappers? Married to the money, nigga, you was a bastard. I'm from Inglewood. I'm a pistol clapper, you ain't a factor. Ask your bitch. I hate it when she talking when she suckin' my dick. She like, beat to your guy, got him a move to quit. I just shove it in her mouth and say, shut up, bitch. You is a trick. I am the rip. Just press when I'm rapping and it gets killed. Got a car, got a house, I ain't got no deal. I can make a billion dollars, I'm a hustle still. I've been getting money, bitch. I'm getting rich to this bitch. It's shame. I'm flipping bricks, I'm handling it. I hustle. Hard, I do my thing. Been around the world, bro. Niggas know that I'm certified. That's Ricky Ross, or Project Pat, or Deli. Yeah, my bone fat. Right now, the game is wide open. Y'all got it back with y'all guap givers. I'm gonna play it backwards too and punch a bitch's back, nigga. 25 grand to ounce of boy. 28 grand to ounce of tea. Your teacher in your science class. She can't work a scale like me. I've been selling out lately. These haters hate me. They tell them feds. When I'm in town, I move around. I break one down. I get my bread. I'm your big homie. Big homie. Making moves in a foreign car. On your block, you're a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Yo, big homie. Big homie. With a young thought in a foreign car. On your block, you're a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar.
I come through on something new. Why sick got the hate of shit? What you mad at me for? Cause your bitch on my dick. Crying about this Sotalina. Homie, better get your life straight. I call your boo a babysitter. Cause my kids in her face. I'm your big homie, big homie. Making moves in a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Yo, big homie, big homie. With a young thought in a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar.
went to Guitar Center and bought some equipment, and I just started doing my thing again. I just never turned back. Well, absolutely. Um, we got a caller from, uh, well, this actually, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, one of the hosts, man, uh, Sin from France. Um, I'm oh, sure okay. he's got a question or two for you. Sin, you there, brother? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Hi, Albert, sir. Um, how it was to to work with the project band? And uh, the first time you met him. Um, I gotta say, Project Pat changed my life because he was the oh, first. Yeah. He was the first person, a major person to see what I was doing and just, should I say, cuff me? You know, he just started working with me because I, I, the way I met Project Pat, one of my friends in Memphis, I was in Memphis one day checking out, uh, picking up this girl I met down there, and I was asking my homeboy, Killer, Killer Mike, out of Memphis. He a big promoter out of Memphis. I was like, uh... Yeah. You got any rappers you could hook me up with that I could book from down here? So, at the time, he was working with Yo Gotti. I didn't know who Yo Gotti was. I even had met Yo Gotti at one of his open mics he's doing. I'm like, no, he ain't cracking yet up there. Then he said, well, what about Project Pat? I was like, yeah, I I could kill with Project Pat. So, he got him on the phone, and then when he called him, he asked me that I know we had a mutual, well, I ain't going to say a mutual friend. It was a guy from my neighborhood, a guy named Jack, the rapper, who I had just met in the fed snatched him up. And um, he asked me that I know him, and I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, he told me about you. I'm like, damn, he told you about me? So me and Pat hooked up. He came and did the show. We did that show in Galesburg. We had a show in Galesburg, a show in Harvey, and a show in um, Davenport, Iowa. He came and did the shows, and, and we did a song together. And after that, he was just like, uh, he was just like, hey, man, let's get money. And that's really the first rapper who just let me set up shows and make sure I got some money. Like, he's the first one. You know, I ain't going to say no names, but I hung around a lot of them Chicago rappers. And I wasn't making no money with them. I bring my cars out, bring girls, bring security, because I always was just trying to get in where I fit in and feel the void. But Project Pat yeah. is the first one who said, like, no, every time there's some money getting made, you should get some money too. And, you know, we use that formula to this day. You know, that's one of my um, one of my best friends, Project Pat is. Yeah, okay, right. Uh, did you think you you could make some some prediction for maybe Juicy J or or something? Yeah, um, I know uh, Juicy, I know Paul, but I don't have a relationship with them like I have with Crunchy and Pat. Like me and Crunchy and Pat, we talk all the time. We talk about stuff that got nothing to do with the business. So it's like Juicy yeah. Paul, I see them. I see them at the shows, you know what I'm saying? But it's still all love because it's like I done been with them in, in situations that got real real weird 
and we got to get on some gangster stuff. So it's like we definitely uh, it's definitely cool. But to this day, everybody that I deal with, man, sometimes I just sit back, like, man, I really here. Like this never gets old to me. Like I, I've never gotten used to it. Everything I do, whether it's hanging with with, with P Diddy or sitting on Vlad TV with Crunchy, I'm just like, man. I really, I really did this from my basement to here. You know what I'm saying? Let Let me ask you this. Um, you know what I'm saying? We uh, we have a lot of people. You know, you've rubbed elbows. You mentioned P Diddy, uh, Three Six Mafia, and everything. And uh, we have a lot of people uh, on the show who talk about it, man, because they've actually experienced some crazy shit. Were you ever invited to any weird parties or like crazy uh, Illuminati type shit or? Anything like that, or, or do you avoid all that stuff? Yeah, man, none of that, none of that ever came across my, none of that ever came across my desk. But I have to say this much: without um, without Deli Dale, the the biggest legend in Chicago, that people don't know about, without bumping into Deli Dale, a lot of this stuff wouldn't have happened for me. And I wouldn't have got into a lot of doors that I got in. So it's like, I could say, like, in my whole career, the thing is, the thing, the only thing that I've been ashamed of is with R. Kelly and Champagne. And he's taking pictures with people. So his security is like, hey, Beach, don't let that fat girl take him, get up there with him and take a picture. And you know I'm not I'm not even thinking, man. Because once I've been doing this for so long, once I'm in my zone of making sure the artist is straight or whoever I'm working with, I really just that's what I'm thinking about. So I tell the girl to get out of line, and she's like, "What did I do?" I'm like, "Man, just come on out of line." So like three, four girls walked off with her. I'm like, "Man, these clowns! I got people. My mama was overweight." So how would I feel if somebody tell her to get out of line? I'm just like, man, why did I listen to these clowns? And um, that was like the most, the great thing I did. But at the end of the day, that wasn't even his call. That was just people around yeah. him just doing whatever they do. Because to me, I, dude is a good dude. I, I could say that. You know, like, I done seen him do songs with my homie John Blue and Telling them how they he should do the cover and all that is like to me, dude is a good dude. But so many of these rappers have the wrong people around them, and that's yeah. why they in these situations they in. You know, like I did my run with all the young Chicago rappers like Lil Reese, all them, but they have so much going on in the street. And I'm like, man, I, I I can't be um I can't be around this. I'm too old for this. I like. I like being able to stop and put some gas in my car wherever I'm at. If I want to go in the Without store and give me a bottle of water. Going down. Yeah. yeah. I have to worry about it. So, you know, at, I was with a uh, little up-and-coming cat named Ruger last weekend. And, you know, I'm helping. But at the end of the day, it's just like I, it's hard for me to be tied to these youngsters because they have so much going in the street because they really in the street. And it's like, I, I don't see nothing crazy with what they're doing because I was that young dude once upon a time. And, you know, they just happen to rap. That don't change who they are or where they come from, you know. So it's just like, 
You just gotta uh that that's probably that's probably the wildest times I've had being around Chief Keith and Little Reese and them. Cause it's just like they just always something every time, every time. It's just like hey, it's wild enough. Just get ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta gotta be uh, careful nowadays. Well, you know, the, the older you get to, the, the the less you want to deal with any bullshit. You know, you don't want to. The older um, you get, the less you want to deal with it. You are not lying about that. Yeah, yeah, man, that's real. No, no, we had uh, Rico from Sons of Funk on the show. Um, he was uh, with No Limit Records. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he remembers going to uh, Jamie Foxx's. Um, had a, a big mansion party, and Jamie told him, "Be careful with some of these parties in Hollywood; they get weird." And uh, he didn't think nothing of it. A few months later, he goes to a party, and uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying he walks in, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, what I'm saying motherfuckers <laughs> shooting up heroin, all kinds of shit. You know. Um, oh wait a minute now, hold on now. I see drugs yeah. all day now. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was out the norm. You know, I see, I see that all day. Now. Well, he says all kinds of stuff was going on, man. Like, uh, you know, just just a lot of freaky shit, man, with a lot of people, you know. And uh, it made him uncomfortable to the point where he had to tell the the host, "I'm getting the fuck out of here, man. Y'all do what you want, you know." But I got I got other places to be going. So, but uh, yeah, man, it's you know we hear all kinds of stuff doing this show. We've done about almost 800 of these episodes and. You know, just like what you said tonight about Easy E and, and uh, the homie talking about Tupac yesterday. I mean, that's why. Right. You know, both of you coming pretty much coming out of a coma. You know, uh, with, with with like iconic dead rappers. Your know, visions are, are you rapping? You know, that's. And they were worried about you not talking. You're like, man, fuck that. Not only am I going to talk, I'm going to rap "Boys in the Hood." What a way to do it, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was happy. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, man. I got a, I got a new understanding for people who um, who um, should I say cripple and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. I really didn't care. I'm like, as long as I got my um, as long as I can have my mind, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. C- man. Coming from uh, coming from Chinatown, you. You grew up around uh, all these groups like Georgia, uh, Snipers, or Shadow of the Ghetto. Um, I trust to group over there in, uh, in Chaitan in the 90s with all these groups and all that. Oh, yeah. What was it like you, in that era with all those classes? What was it like? Yes. Uh, back in them days, that's when I was uh, active, so I was really in the street, so. They was just a soundtrack to everything that was going on. Everything they was rapping about, that's what it was like in Chicago back then. Because to me, you know, I'm not just saying that because I was in that era. It was worse in Chicago back then than it is now. You could just look at the numbers. Like, we might have like four, five hundred murders a year now, which is terrible. But back then it was... 700, 900, stuff like that, you know, so they was just um, they was just the backdrop to what was really going on, so so it was uh, it was perfect. A lot of wars, man, a lot of people just 
going crazy. You know, yeah. a lot of people died in the 90s, man. That was the era, too, the 80s and 90s, of the starter jackets and the, uh, and the Jordans, and I mean, people weren't fucking around. I had my, I was telling the, the cat the other day, I had three starter jackets took. One was stolen from school, <laughs> one was taken at gunpoint on the streets, and the other was taken from the cops. <laughs> I just I couldn't keep a fucking starter jacket for the life of me. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. And it almost started uh, jackets and starter hats. A lot of them got took. I can't say too much about it to protect the guilty, but yeah, a lot of. <laughs> yeah. A lot of starter jackets and hats was, but you know I've been, I've been around it a long time, man. Like I, I literally seen people go from having um boom boxes to having Cadillacs once um crack rocket. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I seen it all. Hell of a uh, oh, yeah. time to come up, uh, but. Uh, you know, you're here today to, to to talk about it, man. It's a good thing. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to make sure to give you the floor, but do you have, a, a, like, an album or something? I know you got one out right now, but do you have anything uh, you're working on for the future? Well, I got an album, um, Land of Leland, but you know how it is when you're on a record label, so I got to let this other guy drop his album first. Hold oh, no. on. Tell them the name of your album, man. Hey, 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 what's going on? This is your boy Crunchy. What's up, brother Crunchy? How you doing, man? Oh, uh, Prez. Uh, oh, what's going on? Yeah, man. Yeah, I got the, I got the, I got the return of the robbers coming, man. And uh, it's like four, C, it's three CDs. Uh, three separate CDs and one uh soundtrack to the movie that we got. We're gonna try to get on knock out in a minute uh, or finish in a minute, and uh, that's what we got going on. The land of Lee, and then we also have a compilation album, so we can get y'all ready for all the artists that we're gonna put out on WHMG, which is called Hit Money Gang. You know what I'm talking about? You guys staying busy as always. Yeah, yeah, you got to stay busy, man. You got to stay busy, man. You don't stay busy and stay ready. Hey, man, you don't get what you're trying to get out of this uh, gang that you're in. You know, we in, anyway. This rap gang, you know what I'm talking about? Got to have a lot of, of catalogs. So anytime, you know, the labels come to you because, you know, I'm dealing with the labels. I ain't dealing with their fake, I'm a, uh independent artist shit. You know what I'm saying? They fake independent artist shit. That's just us rappers saying we independent. So the up-and-coming artists won't be able to go and seek a deal with a major label. So we sit around her line like we independent, which is independent is you having your own label signed to a major label. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at major artists, that's what they're doing. They have their own label which is WHMG signed to a major label, which is Sony Warner Brother Jive or something like that. But, you know, we run around here right now as artists, lying like we independent and don't need the major label help. You know what I'm saying? Just because now you can go download music on, on the Internet. I feel like, yeah, I, I appreciate the downloads and uh, the streams and all that, which is good things for us. But at the same time, 
you're only getting so much recognition of just being a label yourself that don't nobody know nothing about, that don't nobody haven't heard from. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to put your own music out there. You're going to make, what, 100000 out there? But you've been on spending three hundred, four hundred thousand to get that. You get what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? If you got the money for it, but if you ain't got the money to uh, promote and market your artist or you, then it's not gonna work. You 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 should know that you, you interview a lot of artists. You know what I'm saying? If you if you don't have the capital, yeah, you can't just get on Facebook and share a SoundCloud link with, with 20 homies and, and expect it to do right. something. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not going to work, yeah. my nigga. So I think you can run around and act like it's going to work, and they doing something big by spending all their money that they made off some of these drugs they selling or some of these emails that they selling or whatever they doing. It's not going to work. So I'm not going to sit up and lie to the younger guys and tell them not go seek a deal. Just if you go seek a deal, know which deal you want. You know what I'm talking about? Know what deal you want and know what you're looking for out of a major label, meaning it's the promotion side. With the promotion and marketing side, okay, if you got two hundred, three hundred thousand, 300000 and you go sign with a major label and the promotion and marketing, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take half of that two hundred, three hundred thousand that you have and put it in your marketing and promotioning with the major label so they can double whatever they're going to do for you as marketing and promotion. You get what I'm saying? When you do that, that means that you don't owe them a lot of money back. You get what I'm saying? They recoup the shit that they do to artists. Yeah, that's why they do it to you because you won't jewelry, you want houses, you want cars, and you want all this fancy shit in your videos, and, and, and act like you got that shit until you can go buy that shit, and then you have to pay them labels back for that shit. You know what I'm saying? You want the big bill bill and, 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 and time sweater up on there and make it look like you don't do something real big, then you got to pay that money back. You know what I'm saying? So you want to easily break it off, move up the ladder, until you get where you need to get, where it doesn't matter no more to the major labels. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let me throw the billboard up. He went platinum. You get what I'm saying? That's the type of shit doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying to them? But you'll never know that because ain't no real rappers out here keeping it real with the young guys out here. You know what I'm saying? They just letting them drown because they sound crazy sometimes when they rap. But, you know, hey, who didn't? Or who didn't sound crazy when they first started rapping? You get what I'm saying? So you learn the game, you're going to get them what they're looking for. You get what I'm saying? you got a lot of artists nowadays mm-hmm. who uh, they just don't know what to do other than, like I said, upload a track and uh, <clears throat> make the graphics on their phone. You know, you need right. somebody with some type <laughs> of expertise, you know. Um, and if you don't have the money to do it, um Man, you need to get somebody that does have the money, you know, right. or like you, you said, look, got look the money. elsewhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Black, can you tell us about the an old song you did back in the day? It was I thought you knew with Gangsta Boo and an older one with the Trouble Six also. It was a dope track. Can you tell us about this one back in the day? 
Well, I thought you knew when Man Gangsta Boo also uh our song Man Gangsta Boo did, uh and uh we just felt like at that time we felt like, you know what I'm saying, we had to let everybody know as uh a female and a male from Memphis, we had to let everybody know that thought you knew. That, you know, we were trying to let you know that we was from Memphis. That's all. That's the whole thing about that song. We were just trying to represent Memphis and let people know that we was from Memphis. You get what I'm saying? Because uh, you know, when the South started coming up, that's how people would knew us up under uh, that we was from the South. They didn't know that we was actually from Memphis. They thought we probably was from somewhere else. You get what I'm saying? So, so, yes, so we started saying, uh, when we moved. End up doing a song called I Thought You Knew That I'm from Memphis Where the shit is so thick You know what I'm saying And uh, the song just came out And it ended up being a hit And we we, we appreciate everybody That you know Listen to it, download it Before downloads They just appreciated the song Memphis people and people from other cities You know what I'm saying From what part you you came from Memphis, from what part of uh, of Memphis? South, North Memphis? Uh, yeah, I'm really from South like Memphis. Yeah, I'm from Memphis. I'm really from South Memphis, but the type of nigga I am, it wasn't no side of hood, uh, no side that I couldn't claim. You see what I'm saying? I was one of them rappers that was everywhere. They said I couldn't come to the North Side. I went to the North Side just because they said I said that I could. You see what I'm saying? If they said I wanted couldn't come to the B A G side, Black Haven side, I'd come there anyway just because you said I could. You get what I'm saying? So I was that nigga that go went everywhere over Memphis, but I'm originally from South Memphis. You know what I'm saying? I'm a South Memphis soldier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you you grew Absolutely. up in uh in uh I'm a gangster walk in a studio G on uh on uh, on this clouds I come to uh Club No Name and Crystal Palace. Yeah, about it, these days, when you make well, well, at the time, we started strong. Back, yeah, back in the days, we had the club called Studio G, and it was actually for uh, it was actually for sorority uh, uh, colleges that had sorority groups in it. They used to go there because they had nowhere else to go, and they used to, it was at the top of our uh, Beale Street in Memphis. We got this spot called yeah. Beale Street. And it was yeah. at the top of Beale Street, and uh, the prep, we used to call them prep niggas, but the prep uh, for sorority groups used to go there and throw big parties and have a lot of fun on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But Beale Street was by uh, the projects, you know what I'm saying? Beale Street was by the projects, so that means all the project kids and shit would go to Beale Street and see this club crunk. And then we'll go in there. So at first they used to then let us come in. Then they started letting us come in. Then they was getting into it with the sorority groups and shit. And uh, it ended up turning into a, a, a club that every project in Memphis started going to. So we ended up taking over the club. And then the owner started being cool with a couple of guys, like DJ Paul, Juicy J, uh BK, DJ uh, BK, DJ Squeaky, uh, 
a lot of DJs started being in that joint. So when a lot of DJs started coming to that joint, we ended up calling that joint Studio G. You know what I'm saying? And I only took a huge to it, and he ended up changing the club name to Studio G. But he only changed the name because there's a, a couple of shoes happened up in there, so he had to change the name. But he called home to what we was talking about, and he changed it to Studio G. But when Studio G started having that being every Friday and Saturday, the project people came to the studio, uh, studio G. And when we came to Studio G and the project, nigga was gangster walking and, 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 and battling each other in the project. So we ended up going to Studio G where every project would come there and battle each other at 12 o'clock when DJ Paul or Juicy J or whoever it was would play their theme song. And uh, we'll get in the middle of the float and dance and battle against each other. Uh, actually, a whole whole different way than y'all know right now. And uh, that's what Gangster Walking started at. You get what I'm saying? The shit that y'all see me do and uh, the Memphis Jerkers. No, we got this shit in Memphis right now where we try to keep the young niggas out of uh, trouble and the young girls out of trouble. And we got this little dance hall that called Memphis Jerkers. You get what I'm saying? Where the young niggas drunk and go there when they don't want to be in the streets doing nothing. You get what I'm saying? Or doing a bunch of bad shit. They'll run there and use that for a safe haven. But, yeah, that's really where Gangster Walk came from, Studio G. And, uh, like I said, at 12 o'clock, we were all battling each other, get on the floor and dance against each other. The last person standing is the last person that gets to say they this shit. And every neighborhood knows they the shit. You get what I'm saying? So it, it, it did some justice. It did some good for us. It made us famous off the dancing. If you didn't know how to rap or if you didn't know how to do or, or DJ or, you know what I'm saying, you weren't on one of the mixtapes or you wasn't an artist and putting his own music out there, that made you famous too. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Sounded like it was pretty pretty uh, uh, fun at the time. Wild too. I've seen videos like uh, um, Al Capone performing. Uh, people, yeah, just, yeah. I was up on the st- fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, I was up on the stage with Al Capone. I used to be uh, with a couple of my homies, and we used to dance a lot. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I used to go open up with Al Capone. You know what I'm saying? He up over, get up there and rap his lyrical drive by and shit. Then you see two dudes up there dancing. So now, if you go back to that video that you saw and look at that video real careful, you're going to see two dudes dancing and one of them dudes beat. You get what I'm saying? If you go back to that video and look at at that shit real careful, you're going to see two dudes dancing. We always dress the light back then, the dancer niggas, you know what I'm saying? So you can know who the two dudes is if you just look. There's going to be two niggas dressed just alike, and they're going to be up on the stage jerking, you know what I'm saying? You look good enough, you'll see me. Wow. Yeah, that's history right there. That's history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like, just you know, like uh, if you go to gangland and look at gangland, you'll see me on the gangland, too. You know what I'm talking about? Not just bragging, just letting you know I'm real, the nigga I say I am. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Well, I, I've had the pleasure of talking to you over the years, man, and, um, you know, you're you're a real warrior, dude. You're a real survivor, man, and uh, I salute you. Keep uh, doing what you're doing. You know, um, hey, well, I got you on the line real quick, man. We've been having a lot of dudes talk about crazy shit that they've seen, uh, weird parties and stuff like that, rituals. Uh, you ever see anything like that in the music industry that made you say, you know what, I think I'm at the wrong party, I need to leave? Oh, well, yeah, for that, we end up what's in uh, L.A. I got one for you. We, I got actually a whole bunch of them, but I'm going to give you this one. Uh, we was in L.A., and we was uh, getting ready to do the uh, Hollywood movie, uh, sign up for it anyway, you know what I'm saying? It was me, Paul, Run from Run's house, you know what I'm saying? It was uh, Big and Rob, from Big and Rob, the Fantasy Factory. Uh, uh, it was uh, Flavor Flame. Three Six Mafia, Run and Big and uh, Rob, Run and uh, Rob and Big. All of us was in Sony getting a deal for the TV show, but we ended up had to make our own trailer. But when we did that, we had to go out and you know, party with people, hang with people. So we went to this mansion party, man, Paul and Juice. And then the matching party, they was in there wilding the motherfucker, you know, cocaine everywhere, weed everywhere, holes everywhere, motherfucking naked. It's off the chain. So I ended up went in this room where the majority of thinkers was in there. I thought they was getting high, but they were freaking and shit. And Paul them like, oh, yeah, I, I had came out the room and said, hey, Paul, now what the fuck are you doing in there? He said, oh, we forgot the key, country. You got to go take one for the key. I'm like, take one for the fucking team. What are the fuck y'all talking about? They said, oh, yeah, that room you just went in. That's why we were last behind here when you was going in there. Because, you know, them fake, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> them niggas over there, they, they on some old shit. You get what I'm saying? So they like, yeah. so for us to get this TV show, me, you, or Paul got to go in there. One of us got to go in there and take one for the team. So we were figuring that, you know, you the wild one. You can, you can go in there and take one for the team. And I'm like, oh, shit, y'all niggas full of shit like a motherfucker. But, you know, hey, man, I ain't going to be able to do it. So, you know, one of y'all got to do it. And they kept pressing me to go do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, so that was one of the wildest shit i ever been in. Now, I can tell you another one we was in, uh, I think it was, uh, 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 oh, not, not uh, what where this was, uh, my cousin, South Carolina. Now, South Carolina, they love the shit out of DC Mouth. So we end up pulling up at the show when it's time for us to get ready to perform. But soon we pull in this long ass driveway to the, get to the club, which was a theater or some shit. We pull up there, but by the time we pull up there, come up, we come in the driveway, some, some shooting start. Niggas run at the club. They running, they running, they running, and they were running down the, uh, the driveway running towards the way we was coming. And when we was coming up there, some niggas chasing him and gunned him down. They gunned him down right in front of our van. We rode on inside that motherfucker and parked in the behind of the club or uh, the theater or whatever. We went inside the club. 
And uh, what what I'm trying to say is we started the show. Everybody came back in, except the dude who got shot, got killed. Avalanche came and got his ass. And, but the show went on. The show went on. That was kind of crazy to me because I'm like, damn, why they ain't close down the show? You know what I'm saying? This nigga got, got killed, killed right? yeah. 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 But they tried to save him. Huh? Hold on. And they, he just died hold right on, there. He just made me remember. I do got a crazy story that that happened, and it was with him. <laughs> now he talked about this in another interview, but I'm gonna tell you how it went from mine. So we okay. in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, him and Project Dead performance. So Crunch is performing. How he sees this dude in the crowd? It's at least a thousand people in there. I don't know how Crunchy sees this dude all the way in the middle of the crowd throwing up gang signs. So Crunchy like, so what's that supposed to mean? I'm like, who was he talking to? So he's like, yeah, it ain't about all that, but it can be if that's what you want it to be. So <laughs> dude throwing up the gang signs. I see him raise, wait, throwing rags in the air. So I'm like, man, what is Crunchy doing? So now that starts his part. So I'm watching Crunchy. And me and Crunchy only been hanging together about a year at this time. So we ain't we ain't got into no gangster stuff. So I'm watching him, and he leaves off the stage. I'm like, man, where does MF think he going? So I'm watching him. He's walking through the crowd. So he get about three feet away from the dude. So I snatch him. I'm like, man, get your ass over here, man. Man, what are you doing, man? He was really going to confront these dudes, throwing up the gang signs. So I'm like, oh man. I'm like, he really didn't. He really didn't get into it. Like, it, man. Ready to go. Man, ready to go, yeah. and it's just us. And I'm like, man, we yeah. gotta get out of here. I'm like, I'm like, man, he can't be serious. So I take him back to the stage. So I go talk to the dudes. I'm like, hey, man, we ain't on that, man. And they're like, oh yeah, we ain't on that. I'm like, man, why don't you come on the stage with us? So I take the dude on the stage. Just one of the dudes come and bring his girlfriend. Crunchy get dead on him. Yeah, what was that supposed to mean? What was that about? I'm just like, no, man. The dude is He's like, I'm a fan. I was just waving at you, Crunchy. I was just like, I'm like, man, this dude is not playing. And, you know, I done seen a lot of these, some of y'all's favorite rappers, man. They talk all this gangster stuff. But when it's time to, um, when it's time to get gangster, that's when they get to talking about how they love being a rapper and all this. But I was like, you know, the other than Brunch that, not one of them. No, he ain't one of them, man. He ain't one of them. You he, brought that guy. You went out there. You, hey, hey, Uncle Beats, this is hilarious, man. You went out there to try to calm the situation, and you brought that guy to Crunchy. <laughs> he got brought dead him on stage. Oh, the guy great. was so happy to come on stage, and Crunchy checked him in. <laughs> and he I'm like, Crunchy, the man is apologizing, man. So after that. But you know he just, you know he the most humble dude ever, man. I, I really, oh, yeah. uh, I really rock with him. You know what I'm saying? God sent us to each other for a reason because we've been in the same circle forever. Like I told you before, you know what I'm saying? But he sent us for a reason. But it, it, it's just so funny because just like you, I'm gonna tell you why I put Crunchy on the phone. Everybody hits me up like they want to interview me, but they really just want to interview Crunchy. When that's all you gotta do is say that. And maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't happen. But when you went all the way back to go down productions, I said, Oh yeah, he did his homework. 
say he didn't bother banging in Chicago. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he was man. interviewing me. So, you know, yeah, I say. Definitely, man, yeah, because can, uh, there's history. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of history there. And um, like you go back to the 90s with it, not only uh, as an artist and producer, but, you know, promoter. Um, I mean, you really help keep the culture and the music alive, you know, what you do. So hats off to you, man. Real talk. And it's a good thing that yeah. you connected with Crunchy because, man, again, you know, another another humble individual, a lot of history there too. So why yeah, not make I know what it's together? awesome to do is from Memphis will be my breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? And they probably didn't think some dudes from Chicago would be hanging with them every day, but it's like, hey, real recognized real, you know what I'm saying? So it definitely oh, yeah. uh definitely put put us in a good I don't know why I want to ask you, where you say you was at in southern Illinois? Man, I'm down uh, down there uh but kinda of by Paducah. So I'm I'm way oh, at the bottom. Paducah. I'm all through that man. Yeah. Stop playing with me. I'll be at Mound yeah. City, Cairo, Carbondale, Bees, yeah. Cape Dorado. Charleston, I'd be out there. Oh, yeah. A lot of space in between, you know. I'll tell you a funny Got one. Uh, I was interviewing Bushwick Bill. and uh, My man. This was, uh, yeah, rest in peace. And um, he, he uh, right after the interview, man, he wasn't too far from me. And he's like, man, I'm at the bus stop. I need to go to St. Louis. Can you pick me up? I missed the bus. I'm like, man, Bushwick Bill, no problem. In my mind, I'm thinking, shit, it's Bushwick Bill. I'm going to take you to the fucking St. Louis. Let's go. Right, so I'm getting right. ready to go to him. It's about 35, 40 miles away. I'm almost there, and I get a call from him. He's like, hey, I'm on the bus. <laughs> the bus driver came <laughs> out. He was done eating, and he's gone. So I get there. You know, it's, it, He's already gone by the time I get there. It wasted about two hours of time, but I didn't give a fuck, man. You know, it's for Bushwick Bill. I I would have done it a million times. You know, so you know, yeah, you man, know. Actually, uh, Bushwick and Crunchy were working on an album right before he passed. Really? Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, they were they were working. We we got like three songs done. They just uh oh, they were working. Bushwick was up here with us. They were working on an album. Then uh you know right before Bushwick passed away. He was talking to me about, you know, they was trying to do a Ghetto Boys tour, one more tour. And he was saying, I forgot what they was naming it, something like The Last Goodbye or something like that. And um, yeah. Bushwick didn't want it to be, wanted to be called that. Because he's like, man, they just signing me off, man, as, um, as um, I'm dying. He's like, I'm not dead yet. I got cancer, but I'm not dead yet. He's like, I'm trying to go to Europe. To get some operation, he was saying, I think he said it was like $60,000. So he was like, so I'm going to just do these shows so we can do it. But he actually, which we went short for the tour because they didn't want to change the name. And um, yeah. I never understand that. And we actually were going to put put it like this. I talked to him probably like on a Wednesday. He's telling me what's going on, why, we ain't, why, why the shows ain't going to happen because they was going to show in Cleveland. And, you know, we was coming there to support Bushwick because I used to move around with Bushwick. And he like, I'm not going to that. Don't go. He say, let's just put together my own tour, my own show, so I can get this money up. Then um, I'm like, no problem. So I get to put it together. And probably like a week later, 
he passed away. He had, he had took a turn for the worse. He didn't expect that to happen. He took a turn for the worse. And then he passed away. But yeah, that was that was a that probably was one of the most intelligent people I ever met, man. It's just like everything, everything with him. You can have a paper cup. You know, it's not paper. It's actually he just knew something about yeah. everything. I got. I never met nobody like Bushwick, man. He was a good brother, and I'm a loving forever. He was, man. He, he was always. Uh, we we had a show with him. Um, we had him and DJ Paul on, and they was just chopping it up about everything. You know, it was crazy. And Mr. Servon, I think, called in. Crunchy, Crunchy called into some of them shows before too. We get like about five or six people, you know, and they just chop it up. It's a, a, it's a beautiful thing, man, to do something like that. Um, but yeah, Bushwick, man, uh, we lost a lot of greats. Over the last few years, uh, Fresh Red Eyes, Get Ready Red. Um, yeah, I know both of them. I know both of them guys. But uh, but yeah, man, that's that's what I'm talking about. But uh, man, I, I want to thank you and Crunchy, you know, for chopping it up with us tonight, man. Um, but Uncle Beats, I want to give you the floor before we get out of here. Uh, you know, let them know, uh, you know, where they can get your music and everything, man. It's all yours. Oh uh, yeah, it's all over. Um, all platforms and webgetters dot com, like Crunchy said, you know that's that's my partner. We dropping Return of the Robbers. His album is my album. We're at one, two, and three, when we doing a compilation, where we gonna be um, introducing the artists we working with to the world, and doing a movie. Then I'm coming with the man of Leland right after that, you know. Land of Leland ain't nothing but some um, therapy for anybody that's trying to get some money or anybody that's trying to get out the game or anybody that's out the game, you know. I just give uh, instructional music. So you can listen to me if not get no money, or you can listen to me and know how to get to the money, you know. If anybody knows, it'd be you. Real talk. Hey. Uh, <laughs> man, appreciate you. Uh, Uncle Beats And uh, man before we get out of here I'm going to leave him with uh, You know what I'm saying Big homies big homie again um, Oh yeah and and Shout out to my boy CO the Bad Black man I always hear you big up here That's my man Shout out to CO the Bad Black And um, yeah man we talked about J.D. Walker uh, Earlier that's his uh, Yeah J.D. Walker that's my dude too And of course yeah. Daddy Dale Jelly Dell, yo, yo. I managed Seal for many years. Got yeah, him, I, uh, I remember that. I, I back remember in the that. Murder Dog, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember when when with the Murder Dog records. I remember when he was uh, doing the Fifty Cent disc and stuff. See, oh my God, Blood yeah. Rush and all that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, man, thanks a lot, Uncle Beats, Crunchy Black, man. You take care, brother. And uh, man, we'll see you guys Move real up. soon. Right here, right we appreciate you. Most definitely. Let's do this again, for real. I'm your big homie, big homie. Making moves in a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Yo, big homie, big homie. With a young thought in a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Bitch, bitch, 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 I'm a superst
for your favorite rappers. Do you really think these dudes are trappers? Married to the money, nigga, you was a bastard. I'm from Inglewood. I'm a pistol clapper. You ain't a factor. Ask your bitch. I hate it when she talking when she sucking my dick. She like, beat for your guy. Got on my move with a quick. I just shove it in her mouth and say, shut up, bitch. You is a trick. I am the rip. This present when I'm rapping and it gets killed. Got a car, got a house, I ain't got no deal. I can make a billion dollars, I'm a hustle still. I've been getting money, bitch. I'm getting rich. This bitch is shame. I'm flipping bricks, I'm handling it. I hustle hard, I do my thing. Been around the world, bro. Niggas know that I'm certified. That's Ricky Ross, or Project Pat, or Deli. Yeah, my bone of fat. Right now, the game is wide open. Y'all got it back with y'all quap givers. I'm gonna play it backwards too and punch a bitch's back, nigga. 25 grand to ounce of boy. 28 grand to ounce of tea. Your teacher in your science class. She can't work a scale like me. I've been selling now. Lately, these haters hate me. They tell them feds. When I'm in town, I move around. I break one down. I get my bread. I'm your big homie. Big homie. Making moves in a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Yo, big homie, big homie. With a young thot and a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Bitch, 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 I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. I ask your boo what that mouth do. She came through, she got me straight. Yeah. How you get that thought if she going dick a Nintendo taste? Treat your chick like a bank teller. She give me cash when I ask for it. I won't stop till I get the guap. No questions asked, I'm a blast for it. Yeah, I'm safe from Chirac. When it gets whack like every day. I keep Roscoe on me, homie. You run up on me, I'ma let him spray. Got a red ball with no iPhone. Talk about giving me FaceTime. You ain't gotta like your life, but don't hate me cause I love mine. I'm addicted to the dope. Yeah, I know I need an intervention. I don't love no booger bear. Only bump to find women. Thought a hard. That's what they call it. I fuck your lady. That's what I do. Yo sister, yo cousin, yo auntie, yo mama too. I come through on something new. Why sick? Got the hater shit. What you mad at me for? Cause yo bitch on my dick. Crying about this Sotelina. Homie better get your life straight. I call yo boo a babysitter. Cause my kids in her face. I'm your big homie. Big homie. Making moves in a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Yo, big homie, big homie. With a young thot in a foreign car. On your block, you a nobody. My neighborhood, I'm a superstar. Bitch, 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 I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar. I'm a superstar.